Welcome to Big Brave Business. This is a podcast built on the belief that you can create absolutely anything for yourself. Whether it's a dream job or a dream life, it's all possible for you. I'm Amanda Nelson, a virtual assistant and digital marketer. And that's Sarah Heater, podcast producer and strategic consultant. Each week, we will share insights from working with dozens of clients, stories of how we got where we are, and encourage you to see us as your new business besties. So grab a cup of coffee and let's talk being brave in business. Welcome back to Big Brave Business. We are back. We are back and I am so excited. How are you, Sarah? I'm good. We are in the middle of a day of recording several YouTube videos. And if you have not checked it out yet, if you didn't know the content is different, YouTube versus podcast, here we, it is us, we are talking about business. And over there, we're introducing you to our entrepreneurial friends. And yes. yeah, so you definitely have to go check out our YouTube channel if you haven't. It's just at Big Brave Business on YouTube. Yes, it's so fun. We have done so many interviews today, but in general, we've got some really great ones coming up. Sarah and I, both of our interviews are already up there. It's so fun. We do rapid fire questions, not just about business, but also about ourselves, what we had for breakfast, all the things you didn't know that you wanted to know. But now that you do, you can go find it and listen and watch it on YouTube. So definitely give us a like there. Sarah, let's just take a second and say, how popular was our money story episode? Yeah, we've heard from so many of you how much that episode meant and sharing some of your money stories. And we love hearing from you. Those are the kind of connections we really want to make. So definitely we want to have more conversations like that. I feel like that was a big, brave conversation for us. And it goes a lot with our theme and our friendship. Like we dug right in with each other into talking about the real stuff and not putting on this kind of like polished version of ourselves in business and really being real and raw. And yeah, I think that was really effective for all of you. So we definitely want to go back to that. But also we want to have more conversations at that level. Before that, I feel like the one we heard the most about was the Enneagram that you all let us know you related to. But yeah, the money stories, if you haven't heard that episode yet, Go check it out and see what you think and let us know if it meant something to you because those are the most powerful messages we can get. Absolutely. But in saying that, I am super pumped for what we're going to be dishing the tea on today, which is, Sarah, drumroll please, it is the three things... (laughs) I wish you guys could see the level of dedication she just gave me. We are going to be talking about the three things each that we hate about being entrepreneurs, which is very strong, I'll say. Yeah, this is going to be kind of funny because, first of all, we both love being entrepreneurs, and there's no <laughs> question like it. you'd have to pay us a hell of a lot of money to go back to a quote-unquote real job or a corporate job or a nine-to-five or however you want to put that with really good benefits. And and so the list goes on and on. So we both love entrepreneurship so much. And I think we've made that very clear on this podcast. But Amanda has been telling me that she thinks I'm just a positive ray of sunshine. And when I complain, it takes her by surprise. But you guys don't know how good I am at bitching. 
I'm like really, really good at complaining. Yes. And we're all going to collectively decide, is she really good at bitching? Because y'all know <laughs> that I am. I have never seen Sarah bitch about anything. So we're going to find out together. So <laughs> she's thinking this is hilarious, but we're going to, we're going to find out together. So Sarah, what is the one thing that you hate, which is a very strong word about being an entrepreneur? One thing that I hate about being an entrepreneur is how often time zones come up. I hate time zones. I hate I hate trying to calculate the time zone difference and I hate that everyone else changes their clocks because in Arizona we do not. So it's a lot of meetings, it's a lot of Zoom, which like that could probably also be one except my Zoom meetings also make me happy. So you know, I am very grumpy when I have a day full of meetings, but I always am lit up when I'm done them. But the time zone calculation is just the bane of my existence. I really cannot stand trying to calculate time zone differences and less like calendar functions that do it for you, except when they don't work and they malfunction, which is what happened with a live training I did last month that like Zoom scheduled it correctly, but then the registration page misread it. And so it was all kinds of chaotic and stupid yeah, that's like probably the number one thing that I deal with that I hate in my day to day. I never dealt with time zones so much in my life. Yeah, I, f- I feel that. I have clients that are in Israel and I have some clients that are in Italy and it is incredibly hard to uh, to make it all make sense. Also, when you're managing social media channels for people that are international, to them, it's like, why haven't you posted anything? It's 7 p.m. here. And I'm like, girl, it's 8 a.m. here. Like, you have to, you got to give me a minute. You know what I mean? Of course, the scheduler helps. But as we all know, social media But even loves- that, when you schedule stuff, sometimes it's like, I don't know what time zone this is scheduling in. Is this scheduling in my time zone? Because I'm the one who's posting it. Is it yeah. scheduling related to like the address of the business based on when we set up the account? Like, it doesn't say time zone. It just says a time. That doesn't make sense. It's a different time everywhere. And I hate it. And it confuses me. And I am a really smart person. I think I can just go ahead and own that. I'm really smart. And I struggle with time zones and it makes me feel like an idiot. I get it. I also hate time zones. I, yeah, I agree. So the one thing that I will say that I hate about being an entrepreneur is last night we went to see my stepdaughter's band concert and my dad came down to go see the concert. It was great. And he asked me, he was like, now keep in mind, I have been doing my job for going on two years now. And he goes, so what do you do actually? Like what, like, what do you actually do? This is a conversation we have, I would say, probably every three to four months. Like, what do you actually do? And when I describe it to him, I try to keep it very generic. I've gotten it boiled down to just saying I do marketing work for small businesses or I have my own marketing company because he understands that. Um, but I will say one of the hardest things is telling someone that you work from home or that you have your own business or that you work in entrepreneurship or that you work with small businesses. A lot of people don't really know what that looks like. And I I do empathize because I am a visual person myself. I want to be able to say like, okay, that's what this looks like. And so one of the hardest things is also when you're really proud of what you've created, like your small business, you're really proud of it. It's also really hard to share that you're excited and you're proud of it when people don't even understand it. 
They really don't. So that would be my number one thing is just like the inability to describe what I do is so hard. And it's not that my job is so elite and awesome and whatever. It's just not a lot of people do it. So it's it's really hard to describe. Yeah. And I think especially to people of other generations, I mean, it's true for anybody who doesn't have entrepreneurial experience or interest, but it's especially hard for people of a, a different generation because it's like a whole different way of thinking to run a business online. I think it would be easier, like you have experience with your furniture painting store and stuff like in the past, like if you were starting a clothing store, that people would have an easier time understanding that as entrepreneurship, but starting a business online is confusing for people. It's like, what does that even mean? Yeah. The generational thing cannot be understated. <laughs> it is definitely, uh, yeah. it's yeah. definitely a hindrance. So what about you? What's your second thing? Uh, My second thing is, I, I have to confess, I am having trouble with this because I really love my job. So it's like, <laughs> When as I'm trying to think of what my three things are going to be, which by the way, you guys, we don't plan these out ahead of time. Maybe that's like I don't know if that's obvious, but we just yeah, like I talk think off it's obvious. <laughs> I do think but, it's obvious. <laughs> um, but as I'm thinking of things I hate, I'm like, oh, but this is why it's worth it. So you, maybe you're right. Maybe <laughs> I'm not gonna. Compl- I feel like Eric's gonna listen to this and be like, she complains all the fucking time. She's great at complaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think okay, one thing that I I would say is one of the worst parts of entrepreneurship is the time management piece. And I say this not about time management within my business. I mean time management for other things because I love my job and I want to work a lot and I want to build it and I want to grow in and I'm excited about what I'm working on. It's sometimes hard to accommodate other things. So what I mean by that is making dinner is a particular challenge in my household. Like if Eric and I, because we both work in my business, we both work for PodFox. If we are in a work kick and we're working really hard, we can work well into the night. And one of us in order to cook dinner would have to step away and interrupt that workflow in order to cook. And well, like we're both getting stuff done. We don't want to interrupt it. And so we wind up getting takeout. And so like, I don't even want to know how much I spend on takeout in a month, but, and I love, actually love takeout. So again, to say that's something I hate is, but what I hate is that dinner is always a consistent, a consistent thorn in my side. And similarly, like, I'd love to go to the gym. I'd love to take walks or, I mean, again, Eric's Melissa was be like, what? I'd love to start building up to go running or something like that. Like I'd love to have healthy habits like that in my life. But it's also like, when would I fit that into my day? Because of the time zone issue, <laughs> see part one, I wake up and go straight into meetings to accommodate like different schedules worldwide. I get as many meetings done as I can. And then I kick it into my regular work. And then it's nighttime. I mean, like, when would I go to the gym? So being able to fit even healthy habits into my day is just hard. And it's it just kind of turns into my business is my whole life. It's my whole day is just work. And I love that. But also there are other things in my life I want to do. And part of the reason why I have my own business is so that I can do what I want and I can prioritize the things that matter. And then it sort of turns into like, well, my business comes first. 
Yeah, no, I I can feel that. I feel in a similar way, piggybacking off of what you just said, a lot of the, and this, this is just going to go ahead. I'll let this be my second thing. Piggybacking off of what you just said, I also think when you work from home, and this goes with, I think, anybody that works from home, not just entrepreneurs and people that have their own businesses, but if you work from home, it is impossible. If you're anything like I am anyways, I'll say that. I'll speak for myself. I see all the things that need to get done, the laundry, the dishes, the cleaning, the dogs, the, you know, like there's always so much stuff to do. You do have to be really consistent about being protective of your work time because I can wake up in the morning, start a load of laundry. Oh, I need to go ahead and fold those towels. Oh my gosh, I'll put the towels in the bathroom. I need to really clean out our shower. Here I've now, I'm two hours into a deep clean (laughs) and I've wasted two hours that I could be working. So something that I hate about that is the fact that you do have to be extremely aware of where your time goes or you can blink and you're like, oh my God, why am I still working at 10 o'clock? And I, oh yeah, it's because I spent two hours cleaning our bathroom that needed to be cleaned because when else am I going to do it? Because the weekends are my chill time. So That is a deeply cleaned bathroom. Two hours. Two hours. Yeah, girl, I can clean. I love to clean. I don't love to clean. I love it when it's done. Yeah, it's therapeutic for me. I love to do, I'm, I am my most productive in the morning. So I go in there and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to wipe the sink down the toilet, the shower. And then I'm like, oh, I really should put new towels in here. And then I'm going to like wash. It's like an endless cycle for me. I always have, I always have my mind running 90 miles an hour of all the things that I need to get done in my house. And so when yeah. I need to sit down and do work, it's like a chore almost. I've been reading a lot in the past like year, over the past year or so. And recently it's come up again about mental load and the mental load that women carry in the ho- running the household and that we live in this weird in-between where we were raised in a society of total gender norms where women are responsible for the majority of the mental load in the house, but also in a progressive feminist, women can be independent and they can do anything and they can work and they can run businesses and this and that. And what it leads to is women doing both. We carry most of the mental load around the house. And also we have really high powered work situations. And I think this is especially true for entrepreneurs and doubly, especially if you're working from home, that you wind up, women disproportionately wind up with trying to manage the entire household and also working their asses off. So I totally hear that. And I think anybody listening can relate. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I was listening to a podcast a couple of months ago and it was talking about it was an interview that somebody was doing and I wish I could recall what it was. It's been a couple of weeks, but it was an interview with someone who does as a divorce attorney and they asked like what is the consistent thread that you see? Like is it more second marriages, first marriages? And he said no, he said it's neither. He said those the first or second marriages, third marriages, all that is just kind of irrelevant. But what I'm seeing most than anything is that women are making a lot of money. They've got very proud careers. They are also running households and they're also required to be a partner to someone else, obviously. And they're they're doing everything and the men aren't carrying their load. And so you have a lot of people who then there's a new term that's like on the rise, which is single working wives, single working wives. So it's like you're doing it all by yourself. You are the financial, like you bring in the money, but you're also required to be the wife, which in our traditional society tells us you've got to do the dishes. You've got to be the one that cooks dinner. You have to literally do it all. And it's impossible. At some point, we're going to have to come to a shift in our culture where it's like, 
Yeah. Women women can do it all, but doesn't mean that we should. And what he was saying is that divorces are on the rise because women are effing tired of having to do it all. So that's yeah. a whole other podcast. The but let's do me, well, on that note, let's do a quick shout out to old Eric, who we talk to and about in every single episode. He is our editor. He's the the lead associate editor. Is that how he introduced himself on YouTube? The lead associate editor for PodFox. And he produces our Big Rave Business podcast. But shout out to him because when we first met, one of the first things I told him is that my dream was to have a stay-at-home husband who took care of the mental load around the house. And I think that these days, both of us working in the business, we split things very well. But he really has, as I've built up my business, he's taken a huge load off of my shoulders with taking responsibility for a lot of the housekeeping. <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky. So love you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Okay. Aww, so cool. my third and final for the sake of this episode, worst part of being an entrepreneur is that people can be assholes. I think that people can be assholes online, like trolls online, judgment online, cruel comments that people can put on a keyboard. Especially at the beginning, you run into people who will in the client workspace, talk down to you or be disrespectful or possessive of your time and your autonomy and your work. I think competitors can be awful. I think that and cruel. I think generally people can be really mean and rude and disrespectful. Rude and disrespectful is something I think I've personally faced more than people being mean, but I've seen a lot of other people in the online space treated poorly in ways that I haven't necessarily experienced personally yet. But I have definitely had the getting talked down to, the disrespect, the, you know, respect my time, respect my knowledge, respect my autonomy, respect me as a person, respect my family, respect my boundaries. And I don't think that any of those things are asking too much. I'm pretty lucky that, especially where my business is today, I have a book of business full of clients who love me and support me the way I love and support them. And I have talked about this before where when I enforce my boundaries in my business the way it is today, I actually have surrounded myself with people who encourage that and support that and have my back and cheer me on for setting boundaries. But it hasn't always been like that. And I've definitely had some some rude and disrespectful people. And this is something you and I have talked about where like, we have shared like screenshots, not of current people. Do not worry if you're a current person. We love, <laughs> but and often it's people that we don't work with, but we have the opportunity to work with or something like that. And just the communication is wild, like truly wild how people will talk to you. They think that if they're going to pay you, that's you're there for them. And actually, I mean, I think it's also true in entrepreneurship. A lot of times, even people don't want to pay you. They want what you have to offer for free and they will demand it and they will demand more than what they pay for. They will demand outside of contractual agreements. They, they're they just very demanding and it's about them and it's not about a mutual benefit. And that is hard. That's one of the worst things. And there's no like regulation so there's no where to put that up the chain or like you know in theory yeah. in theory yeah. in a nine to five situation you can um put it to somebody in a higher pay grade or you know that whole let me talk to your manager type of thing um but there i am the manager like there is no manager it's just me so that um that just gets difficult like you have to 
have all the hard conversations yourself and sometimes they don't go well and that sucks. It's a bad feeling. It's a really bad feeling. You take everything personally when there's a negative social engagement. Whereas I think like in a nine to five, it was a lot easier for me to not take things personally because it wasn't about me. (laughs) It's about whatever company I worked for. But in this case, it's like it's literally me. So if something goes negative or goes sideways or somebody gets mean or somebody's feelings get hurt on either side, like I feel so much more responsible because I am so much more responsible and that just sucks. Yep. I feel that. I think I don't mind people having complaints about my work because I know I'm doing my best. And so if you have a complaint, like I genuinely want to hear what it is because I'm surprised because I work, I try really, really, really hard. But what I try to say to myself, and that's honestly like my contract says, I do not give refunds. Like you pay me for a lot amount of time. I'm going to give you my best. But guess what? You cannot please everybody. And that's why if someone complains enough to me and you that we start getting on that weird line where like you are avoiding me, I'm avoiding you, you're being ugly to me, like you're being like we're humans, like have a conversation. It's only I'm acting like this happens often. It's only ever happened once to me. I was the very first. Let me let me issue you a refund because this is obviously not a good fit, like not a good fit. It's only happened the once, but like that's all it took for me to realize. Uh, uh-uh. I'm just not doing that. I'm not putting myself like I work from I work for myself to not have to deal with assholes. I don't. I know. So no. I I totally understand where you're coming from, and that makes perfect sense. I guess my last thing that I would say, I don't hate this thing necessarily, but I don't love this thing either. I don't think people realize when they go into business for themselves, you have to work on yourself constantly because you're not only like the service provider, but you're also like you have to know things that you didn't go in knowing when you own your own business. You have to constantly educate yourself to know what stuff like I don't know half the stuff that the stuff that I know now about how to run a business. I had no idea existed. I had no idea how to set up an LLC. I had no idea like how do you pay taxes if you are a service provider? Like what does that even look like? But more than that, more than all of that is the inner work you have to do of like bettering your communication styles, becoming a better interviewer, a better interviewee. Like I interview clients just as much as they interview me. I have to know, am I asking the right questions? You know, Um, you constantly have to be working on your time management. You're just your overall skills where I feel like in corporate, you have the luxury of working on autopilot. Yeah. Until someone comes to you and is like, hey, I think you could do this better. And then you're like, oh, shit. Well, I got caught. I better better work on this, you know. But when you work for your own business and you work for yourself and you are the employee, (laughs) you are the person, you really do have to be that encouragement to like keep yourself going. And some days it's fucking hard, Sarah. Some days I don't want to do that. There are a lot of days that I'm like, yeah, there are no autopilot days. There is no autopilot. Yeah, there are no days where you can just kind of phone it in. And like on days that I like have a quote unquote easier load or it's just quiet or people are on vacation or whatever and I'm getting to work just by myself. It's still like I have major guilt on quote unquote easier days on quote unquote lighter days. Um, But for the most part, you are you I mean, you are it. So the success of your business is completely on your shoulders on Are you working harder to better all the skills that you have attained constantly? And not only that, but the industry is constantly changing. The clients are constantly changing. The niches are constantly changing. And you're constantly having to educate yourself. And while I love to learn, it's also fucking exhausting some days. Yeah, spot on. I think that's spot on. 
I I think at first I was going to say, um, oh, you have to work on yourself every day. And that's something I love. Like, I love the personal and professional development. I was that person totally when I had a corporate job. And it bothered me that not everybody that was that way. And if you feel that way, entrepreneurship might be a good fit for you if you aren't already doing it. But also piggybacking off of that, you're right. There are no autopilot days. You are either on or you're off. And if you're off, it means like you're literally taking time off. Like you're literally yeah. taking time away. If you are working, you are on. And that yeah. that is definitely not for everyone. And it even if it is for you, it's still exhausting. So I think that was a really good one. Um, well, let us know how you think I did at complaining. Uh, actually, I don't know. I don't think this is my strongest <laughs> show for being a good complainer. But I, I'll keep trying. I'll keep trying to show up to the podcast as my full complainy self because I promise I do complain. But yeah, thank you for listening. Make sure you go check out the YouTube channel if you haven't already. We are, as we said, over on YouTube on Wednesdays at Big Brave Business. And then as you hopefully know, we release new podcast episodes every Tuesday. Make sure you subscribe. And if you like the podcast, please leave a review. It helps other people um, find the show and engage with us. And also it makes us feel good. So please leave us a review if you like us. Follow us over on Instagram at Big Brave Business. And she is at Amanda Nelson Reads. I'm at Sarah K. Heater. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you later.